Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters here in Greater Victoria. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for ideas, things to do around the house, uh, improvement items, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Pierre Beauvais at Silhouette Home Inspections. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, I've been your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in the vast place in Canada, some would say in the world. I'm also proud to be ranked one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well too. So if you need a second opinion or wanna talk about real estate in general, just reach out to me. You can find my contact information and the contact information of the rest of our whole home show team on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows, there you'll find us, the whole home show. We are experiencing some really strange markets out there during this global pandemic. Can you believe that real estate is a hot topic and a hot commodity? People are buying right now like they never have before. And we're not just talking Victoria. This is happening across the country. And today I'll be bringing you on another cross country trip, talking to Phil Moore in the Vancouver marketplace, Cliff Stevenson in Calgary, and then also Richard Silver in Toronto. You'll be hearing about what's happening in those areas, those marketplaces in Canada. Uh, we always have our listener question or story. And if you have one, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Our number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540 and leave a message. Today though, we are starting up with a conversation with our regular guest and show partner. It's Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker. Denise, how are you? I'm good, Tony. How are you doing? Great, great, great. Well, listen, I, I wanted to um, have you on to talk about what people are reading about in social media or the news. You're getting a mortgage for 0.99%. What is this all about? Tell us. It is a little crazy to even utter those uh, those amounts, those that, that value. Yeah. Um, it is a big talk of the town right now, and, and the media's done a great job of getting that out, but unfortunately, it doesn't really give you enough information of what type of mortgage that is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thrilled to see rates like this. I mean, it just makes, um, it gives our buyers some more purchase power. I mean, the stress test still applies, but it just looks like an affordable mortgage now. Um, but yeah, let's just talk about a 0.99%. I think one thing that I, you know, when I get a call about it, there is a lot of confusion and um, not a lot of knowledge about what type of mortgage product that is. So in a nutshell, I can tell you, first of all, it is not a fixed rate. You're not locking into that rate. That is a floating rate. Mm -hmm. So our prime rate of the Bank of Canada right now is 2.45. So that would be a discount of 1.4. 0.46 off of prime to get you a mortgage rate of 0.99%. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a four-year term that they're offering. Um, and I'm not going to tippy-toe around it. It's all over the news. This is an HSBC offer that's out there. Yep. 
Um, now, one thing you're really not hearing about it is that it's a quick close offer. So this mortgage has to fund by January 4th. Wow. So, so it's a, a tight window. Huge tight window. Yeah. Uh, and nothing's happening fast in this market right now. You can imagine if you know how busy it is out there, think of how busy our lenders are as well. So trying to get this approval in place, um, what I'm reading from other brokers in the industry as well, that clients that are trying to get through to HSBC can sit on hold for three to four hours. Well, well hold on a second. So you said it has to be funded by January the fourth. Yeah. Well, hold. Close. Okay, so uh, people need to understand that the lawyers got to get lined up, the banks, the bank, the mortgage instructions got to get lined up. Everything's got to be lined up to close on January the fourth. Um, everything's got to in there. <laughs> there's holidays in there, so there's a two week. There's you got to. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Inter okay. Okay. So we're seeing things now that um, on just, I mean, not the 0.99, but just really as close as and as low. Um, there's still a quick close. So that can be a 30 day close. Mm -hmm. um, uh, other ones will be a 90 day hold as well. So you really need to know your time limits on a certain mortgage product. Um, this is also the most important thing to understand about these, the incredibly low rates are they are for new mortgages only. So it's not where you're going to transfer your mortgage over or you're going to uh, refinance your mortgage. This is a brand new mortgage where you're purchasing and you are purchasing with less than 20% down. So this is called a high ratio borrower default insured mortgage where you're paying an insurance premium. Everybody knows the CMHC. So that is key. This is not somebody calling me and saying, I'd like to refinance. I'd like that rate. Well, that's just off the table. Not at all. This is for brand new mortgages in a high ratio purchase. Okay. So okay. there's a number of things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and not necessarily to just this product that's being advertised, but quite often when there's an incentive for a really low rate, there's not so much a catch, but I think you need to read the fine print. So the, the one things that are usually quite evident is, with a major bank, they are gonna want you to have your banking there. It's actually, you're opening accounts there as well. You have to make a commitment to that branch, to that bank to get those rates. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they want you to have some investments there as well. They, they wanna see regular deposits. So they're gonna make sure you have a pre-authorized um, deposit going into that bank account as well, or pre-authorized debit payments coming out. So you've got a commitment to that lender um, the other fine print on some of the other low rate mortgages, I call them no frills mortgages. Uh, you really need to know what is your penalty to get out of that mortgage because instead of a traditional three month interest penalty on a variable rate mortgage, which is actually governed by our interest act, mm -hmm. unless it is overwritten with a low rate incentive and they can just do a flat 3% penalty on the balance of your mortgage. Even if it's a variable rate mortgage, you could have a high penalty. Oh, I haven't heard that one. So that's different than the interest rate differential, which is also something that could potentially be painful, right? Yes. So just to be very clear on that, variable rate mortgage is a standard full package variable rate mortgage. You are guaranteed three-month interest penalty if you break that mortgage any point during the five-year term. It is governed by our interest act. Okay. But if you go into a low rate or a no frills variable rate mortgage, you, if you have to find out if there's some fine print on that and they've overwritten that rule and made it a flat rate penalty of 3%. Yeah. Fixed rate mortgages, one or the other. It's either three month interest penalty or the interest rate differential depending on which is higher. Yeah, I, I, I feel, and I'm sure you, you'll, you'll agree with this, that this is the problem about the low rates that we're experiencing right now. 
is I think the interest rate differential uh, as we move forward, forward in the future could be problematic for some people. Yes and no, because what the interest rate differential is, is basically I explained to my clients, you're going to see a much higher penalty when we see um, you coming out of a high rate and going into a low rate. So right now people oh, call me, right? Okay. So people that call me right now to refinance and they're in a high 3% rate and they say, I wanna do this. I wanna get into this low rate. There's that interest rate differential oh, okay. because you're basically saying, I'm breaking my mortgage, Mr. Bank, here's your money back. Yeah. Yeah. And the lender says, well, we now have to sell those funds at today's rate. This is the loss we take. So in reverse, if you go into a really low rate, very low chance of you having that interest rate differential in the future because rates have nowhere to go but up. Uh, there you go. You see, that's me just the shooting from the hip. Uh, you are a hundred percent. I get it. You're absolutely right. That does make that does make sense. But yeah, it's, but when rates go down, it's super exciting. But all in the back of my head is is like, oh, those people that are in the high rates, they really want a piece of this. But we're going to see nasty penalties. We're seeing twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar penalties right now. So the reminder is know your penalty and read the small print. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. As always, if people need to talk to you about mortgage stuff, how do they do that? Just call me directly. My cell number is 250-889-4743. Shoot me an email, denise at denisewebster.com. Um, yeah. I will get back to you. And of course, your contact information is on the Whole Home Show page on the CFAX 1070 website because you are... And you have been from the very beginning one of our show uh, supporters and uh, um, and team members. So uh, amazing what's going on out there. Uh, this is what's driving the market is the fact yeah. that rates are so low, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Denise. Uh, we need to take our quick break. When we come back, I'll be taking you for a trip across Canada, starting with Vancouver with Phil Moore. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe's. Interesting time out there in the marketplace. What is happening and how is the market as busy as it is considering where we're at right now with COVID and all of that stuff? So we're going across the country today. We're starting off close to us in Vancouver. We want to learn about what's going on in the Vancouver market. And uh, with us today, we have Phil Moores, a fellow, fellow REMAX agent in Vancouver. Phil, uh, thanks for coming back. I've had you on the show before. Thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted this market uh, coming out of COVID, uh, what would happen. And it is, uh, the market in Vancouver has just been crazy. Okay, so where are the buyers coming from? Because, you know, I'll just get this out of the way right now. There was always this conversation about foreign buyers influencing Vancouver. But, of course, th nobody's coming now. So what is it? So what, what we're finding, uh, the impact of COVID is people need larger spaces. And interest rates are exceptional. They're all-time lows. And we're seeing a lot of move-up buyers. I don't know if you've heard about the downtown Vancouver market. Um, it is uh, certainly... Uh, loaded with a lot of inventory and people have been moving out of downtown Vancouver, uh, moving towards the east and getting into either a townhouse or a home. Uh, people that are wearing one bedroom condos are now working from home and it isn't working out. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing a lot of move up buyers. Uh, we're also seeing some first time buyers getting into the market with these historic low rates. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking, you know, posted rates of less than 1%. I mean, of course, always read the small print, right? 
that's that's important. I, I'm going to be we'll be talking with Phil Silver or with, uh, with um, Richard Silver in uh, Toronto um, after our next next break, uh, because the other thing, too, is, I mean, we've been hearing in Toronto the fact that the the house market is hot, but the condo market is softer. Is Are you seeing that, too, in Vancouver? Well, you know, we've had record construction over the last few years. So, you know, we always had a net immigration of 42,000 people in British Columbia, and we were building 32 to 36,000 condos. So there was never enough condos. Then in 2018, well, we built 48,000 condos. And so what we're seeing right now is the condo inventory about 31% more listings than a year ago. Condo buyers have more inventory, um, whereas on the flip side of it, detached inventory um, is 26% lower than a year ago. So definitely the properties that are get, getting scooped up are the homes and the missing middle, the, the townhomes, the semi-detached, which we call a half a duplexes, strata duplexes, and the detached homes, especially when we, fur, when we move further east to areas like uh, Maple Ridge. Oh, okay, I was going to ask you next. I mean, what, what are the market areas that are hotter now than they traditionally are? So Maple Ridge is one of them, right? Well, what's what's really surprising in the last 60 days was um, the uh, that places like Sunshine Coast, Gulf Islands, and Squamish. Yeah. These remote areas have been really uh, catching on fire. And those were areas that... Uh, that were particularly, you know, slow in slower times, but they are certainly uh, seeing the pent up demand. And again, um, it is really a price range. It's uh, the magic number in, in greater Vancouver seems to be 1.5 million and under. Okay. Uh, market is really moving. Uh, traditional Vancouver special that six months ago might've been 1.2, 1.3 is now 1.5, 1.6. We've seen some big price increases in the East Vancouver section of the market. And for high-end market, your West Vancouver or the West side, that market that's 5 million and above, 5 to 20 million, um, that has not picked up. That is still that is still slow. And, and that's probably because uh, the, that price was only affordable to, uh, to foreigners and they're just not coming. Mm-hmm. But, but and again, going back to that foreigner question, the, the, the elimination of foreigners hasn't caused the market to collapse. I mean, much of the drive here really has been the locals that are that are moving from within the marketplace, right? Yeah, the, the Vancouver market is so resilient. It is just it's just amazing. Um, we're looking at detached housing prices in the last 12 months up, up 10 percent in the middle of the pandemic. Even your condo market with so much inventory, you're still sitting at 3.4% increase in price from a year ago. And, and these, this is unprecedented times, but the prices are holding, they're climbing, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where we go in 2021. Uh, no kidding. Hey, have you seen um, yourself uh, folks from the East, so the Torontonians, people relocating from within Canada to, to, the, uh, to the region there? So as a matter of fact, I've got a referral and I've got to take out a buyer a little bit later today from, from Ontario. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them from Ontario and we're seeing them from Alberta. So we certainly are seeing more immigration within, within the country. Yeah. Well, and you know what, this is what we're experiencing too. So that ripple effect, you know, of, of people moving outwards. So of course, you know, you've got the Toronto going outwards to the Barrie and Guelph and Oshawa. You were talking about Vancouver going east. 
I, I saw on a post, you know, because of course you and I are involved in a whole bunch of uh, uh, real estate, uh, 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 private uh, community uh, Facebook pages mm -hmm. and stuff. People talking about like hope, you know, going out to, to, to hope and commuting in. I'm like, my goodness. But I guess we're in a different place right now, right? Well, here's what's going to be really interesting because, you know, since about April, the buyers have been trending that way. And, and now when they have to come back downtown to go to work, so that when maybe in 2021 or 2022, uh, will they come back and will they start buying up those condos that are downtown? Will they want to live downtown or will they have used to, got used to that lifestyle? And uh, certainly, yeah, uh, hope, hope is one of those areas that is affordable. Um, you're an hour and a half, two hours out of Vancouver in rush hour, um, but people were getting homes there. Well, and again, you know, you talk about the GTA, that's, that's a regular day, a year, an hour and a half, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. We just, <laughs> you know, uh, some of our tech people are, we're used to getting out of their condo and walking across the street to work because they were living downtown. We created all these bike lanes because people didn't have cars. They had bikes. We've created con condos without parking spaces, again, because that was the lifestyle. Uh, but it's certainly quiet in our downtown market, but it's going to be interesting to see if they come back. Yeah. You've been at this a long time because you, you've been at this longer than me. You're, you're, you're over 30 years, right? Yeah. 30, 31 years. Yeah. And it goes without saying, I mean, we've never seen anything like this. You know, 2009 got close. I mean, it seemed like such a long time ago, but 2008, we had the, we had the collapse of the banking system in the United States. And so we had a real slowdown. It didn't last that long. It lasted about 10, 11 months. And 2009, the market started to shoot up. And those were really record months of sales. Uh, but we passed those now in 2020. We're seeing, we're seeing increases uh, of 50% more sales and 56% more sales. And, um, you know, and, and actually the market started to pick up um, last September and September, October, November, in fact, December, December of 2019, when you compare it year over year to December, 2018 sales were up 88%. Um, and then January, February continued and all of a sudden COVID hit and everything came to a halt. And since May, uh, we started to pick up actually since June, we started to pick up momentum and it's just, continued on. It reminds me a lot of 2009, 2009. Yeah. and we know in 2009, prices went up almost until 2016, but there are opportunities in real estate and there are lulls in the market. And we've had a two, three, four year lull. I mean, it's been quiet since 2016, but what we're seeing now is, is, is a lot of pent up demand. You know, something that people often forget about is Vancouver is known on the world stage. I mean, everyone talks about Vancouver. I mean, we've got this international gem right beside us and there will always be that demand, right? And the other thing is, is that you're just trapped. You've got mountains to the north, you've got ocean to the west, to the south of us is the United States border yeah. and to the east, well, you get as far as hope and then you start hitting the mountains. So there isn't a lot of land and it's so desirable. Yeah, for sure. Well, Phil, thanks for joining us again. If people need to reach you to talk about Vancouver real estate, what's the best way to do that? Well, sure. You can uh, check out my website, phil at philmore.com. You can shoot me an email or uh, my cell is 604-230-3772.
Great. Well, Phil, thanks for coming back, man. You are a mountain of, of, of resources. You are the past president of the Vancouver Real Estate Board. You're a, a director at large of the Canadian Real Estate Association. You are typically the voice of reason on many of these uh, of um, Facebook groups that we're part of. So thanks for joining us. It means a lot and uh, happy selling out there. My pleasure. Stay safe, everyone. Great. Thanks. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections, with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help in your real estate transaction, looking for great advice from trusted professionals in our community, give any of our whole home show member team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe, or reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect with you. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, we do podcast all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. We're having a conversation today about the markets across Canada. You heard from Phil Moore in Vancouver. I am going eastward. Uh, we'll be finishing up with Toronto at the end of our program. But right now, we have another distinguished guest, guest and that is Cliff Stevenson. Cliff is in Calgary. Uh, he is a um, broker owner at Remax First. Cliff, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Tony. Appreciate it. Okay, listen, you know, of course, here in small little Victoria, uh, all of the buzz seems to be in the big markets. Like we hear about what's going on in Toronto. We hear about what's going on in Vancouver. What's been happening in Calgary? You're in the middle and, you know, yet you're so close to us. Well, how's, how's it going? What has COVID done to the market? Yeah, you know, Tony, it's, um, I, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with the other markets, so I don't know how unique this is going to sound. And I'm, I'm open to the fact that it may sound repetitive uh, given, uh, you know, the impact of COVID on real estate markets. But for Calgary, uh, we had the we had the pullback, obviously, in March. We had a big pullback in April and May. I mean, I think that that was kind of a, a scenario that many markets faced. Um, but then we re rebounded pretty hard. So July was our first month where we saw you know, a pretty good increase year over year in sales volume. Uh, August was pretty flat. But then we were seeing like 23 to 25% increases every month since then, year over year in sales volume. It's been um, It's been busy. Uh, I mean, I think the, the seasonal slowdown uh, that everybody's expecting is, is I mean, it's not happening yet. Uh, I mean, we're what, December 11th today, the first 10 days in December, we're up 43% in sales volume year over year. Um, as, as, mean, in, as in this, this point of the month, you mean? Yeah, this point of the yeah. month. Okay. Yeah, year over year, the first, the same ah. 10 days last year versus these first 10 days this year, we're up 43% and, and, and we're clicking. Um, I mean, there's a lot of activity happening and with our, our inventory down, like we're down about 18% right now, uh, the same time last year. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a frenzy out there. I've been very curious about Calgary because, um, Alberta, Calgary and Edmonton for that matter. I mean, you guys have not had, uh, banner markets in the last three years, three or four years. Like, in fact, it's been a little bit on the soft side, right? Yeah, so Tony, at our peak, just for some perspective for your listeners, uh, our peak in 2014, we were selling roughly 26,000 homes a year uh, in Calgary. And uh, since then, when the energy price collapse happened, we, uh, we've been declining significantly. We might, we might hit 16,000 sales a year at this point in the last couple of years. 
um, which is, is a big, obviously a huge drop. Uh, pricing's taken a significant hit too. It's It's been a challenging five years here in, in our province. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that understands what our province is tied to from a business perspective would, would totally get that. The energy, um, uh, yeah. oil, yes. Yeah, oil and gas has yeah. been the, the driver of our province for a long time. And and so it, it, it's impacted our numbers tremendously. Um, so when you see numbers like this happening this year, uh, it's, it's, there's some encouragement, but I think there's enough of the the experts out there um, not having a lot of rationale for uh, sustained growth and an improvement. I think that's a that's probably a challenging conversation for us as a province right now. Mm-hmm. Um, short term, though, my goodness, we are we're rocking and rolling. So who's buying? Like the numbers are up. Um, you know, I had the conversation with Phil about, uh, you know, the foreign buyers are gone. And yet they're not influencing the Vancouver market. I suspect Richard will say the same in Toronto. Um, you know, uh, pretty well all the markets are locals or, or people moving within. Uh, like, are you seeing people moving from outside of the Calgary market into Calgary? Oh, uh, so we're probably seeing more heading out right now. Okay. Uh, people that didn't need to live in the core coming out to the suburbs. Um, you know, I think acreage sales have been fairly healthy as well. Uh, we've actually had, an, a, a, you know, even personal experience, a number of individuals heading from our city to other areas of the country. I mean, Kelowna has been a pretty popular destination for, um, you know, a significant uh, number of people that have been told that they're going to be working remotely anyway. So you might as well be, you know, somewhere where... <laughs> At least the weather's better and the wine's better. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's been uh, a shift. I, I, but I mean, to the to the root of the question, I, 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 there's been a lot of questions on why we're seeing what we're seeing right now. I mean, especially in our province. I mean, I know everybody's saying, "Hey, the impact of COVID. This is kind of strange to see some of these um, these numbers." But for us, with you know a, a challenged economy, you know, uh, one out of every four high rises downtown Calgary being completely empty type scenario. Um, and, and, and to be totally blunt, I'm not so sure I have any of those answers, nor have I met anybody with those answers on why what's happening is currently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's buying, um, who's driving this? Uh, do we have, uh, did we have a conversation with pent up demand at some point in time? For sure. Have we run through that based on the, the statistics? Probably. Uh, is the super low interest rates driving this? That's definitely got to be part of it. Yeah. Um, but there's probably a combination of a whole bunch of things here that are, that's, you know, driving this activity. Um, and I, I, you know, I defy somebody to put their finger on exactly what it is. Well, it's amazing when you think about it, right? Because it's hard to believe it's been nine months now during COVID. And yet, you know, there's been so many concerns and, and stresses on families, yet real estate and housing and where, you know, where they're going to live and what their lifestyle is has remained on the top of the top of the charts as it were right mm-hmm. yeah and I, and I think some people that are you know let's, let's be clear about this and we, we talked touched on it for a second about the moving from downtown calgary to suburbs and, and outlying areas some of that was just purely square footage driven yeah. i mean there you know people being inside their homes and developing home offices or needing to anyway and you know corporate um you know plans and forecasts on timing to return to the office, if at all. I mean, complete business shifts that have been driving consumer behavior in our housing market for sure. So, um, you know, like I said, I think there's a whole bunch of things here that are really adding up to uh, to driving this. I I, I I don't know how long this is going to go or go on for. 
So something that that has been sort of the, the common uh, uh, dialogue uh, across the country that, that I had heard for years is because the market slowed down, as you said, from peak of 2014 in Calgary, uh, it seems like the high end market in Calgary is where the opportunities lie right now. Well, when you're talking talking a dollar for dollar decrease, you know, when you start talking percentages and you start applying, you know, cash equivalents to what those are, um, you know, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, we often see asking prices on homes that, you know, people that have been in this business long enough can look back and say, well, geez, back in 2014, it would have been X dollars, you know, and there's a, there's a pretty big delta on some of those homes. Yeah. Um, you know, having said that, I think that's been one of the more surprising segments of our market this year uh, on, on how well it has moved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, our pricing has shifted. It shifted tremendously. We get yeah. the inquiry every once in a while from investors saying, hey, like, this is, you know, it's now the time is now the time. And it's like, well, to be totally frank with you, man, I uh, don't know a lot of people that have timed the bottom perfectly. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we might be getting there. You know, yeah. it's uh, there's some there's some great buying opportunities for sure. Yeah, yeah, because Calgary, Calgary of all places remains that place. I mean, you've you've got everything there. My um, my wife's from Calgary, right? So she's a Calgary girl, loves, you know, going home. Uh, you know, it's a great family area, kids, amenities. Uh, and I have had the chance to visit a number of uh, luxury homes in Calgary. And you guys do it differently. I mean, a luxury home in Calgary is different than one in Vancouver. You know, you get property, you have scale, right? Um, so it's, it's a, yeah, I think that's a nifty opportunity actually. Yep. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You get some land out here. You do for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hey Cliff, thank you very much for joining. I know you're a busy guy. So Cliff is also the chair elect of the Canadian real estate association, past president of the Calgary real estate board, a very busy guy and a busy realtor and broker owner at uh, Remax first. Thanks for joining us. If people need to reach you to talk about Calgary, what's the best way to do that? Oh, I, I Google me. Uh, my cell number is online. My email is online. But uh, Cliff at CliffStevenson.com. More than happy to answer any questions for anybody. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us, Cliff. Uh, we need to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we'll be having a conversation about Toronto with Richard Silver. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, we are having yet another trip across the country. Wanted to know more about what's happening in different marketplaces in Canada. Here we are. It's December in the year of COVID. Very unique time. We've had conversations with Phil Moore in Vancouver about what's going on in the Vancouver market, with Cliff Stevenson in Calgary. And right now we have a returning guest. I've uh, had him on uh, in the past. It's Richard Silver from Sotheby's in Toronto. Richard, thanks for joining us again. Pleasure, Tony. Always great to speak to you. Always yeah, it's been, been a while. And I feel I feel like it's been forever since we've seen each other face to face. But I guess it's true with know, a lot of people. Face to face, mask to mask. It's crazy. Uh, oh, my goodness. My goodness. Hopefully, so Hopefully we're near the end. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully. Yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, it's December. And yes. you're not typically a busy time of year. What's going on in the Toronto market? You know, um, normally what happens is around 1st of December, we sort of slow down, we get ready for the holiday, but nothing is the way it was or the way it should be. We've been very, very surprised. The market has been excellent. It's been busy. Uh, we've had a lot, of, a lot of sales, especially in the high end, which is very strange, but I think at the end of the day, we're finding that the people with money actually 
have money to spend and they're spending it. They seem to be buying a lot of the big properties. So we're seeing an offer uh, offers on a lot of the big properties where uh, the condominium right now, the smaller condominiums are absolutely dead. That market is very, very, very slow. And uh, the middle-sized condominiums and the largest-sized condominiums are moving, but they are they are slower. They're being affected by that whole uh, media talk about how the condo market is dead. Okay, I, just, I, do, I actually I just, I just sold a big one. Okay, so I do want to talk about that because because uh, yeah. it's true. This is what we're reading about uh, over on this side here is that whole outward migration and how people are leaving their downtown condos. Um, and, and so what is the effect? And this is, is, this, is this what's happening? Well, you know what? We, we are seeing that. There's no doubt. Uh, if you look at the stats from the past couple of months for the Toronto Real Estate Board, you're finding that the 416 is underperforming and the 905, which is just the outskirts of Toronto, the, the suburbs, as we call it, or the 705, is doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, by, by the, the by the way, by the way, I, I, I'm sure we have a lot of Toronto expats uh, who yeah. listen to our program. But, but for those who don't know the uh, 905 and the 416, the area code because it's the it's the it's exactly. the different areas. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Okay. And then we get farther north, you get the 705s. Anyways, yeah. um, but that's a big reverse from the past couple of years. It's totally flipped on its own. However, however, I think the thing that's really interesting to see is. Uh, since I have noticed anyways, because I, for strange reasons, one of the seldom times I've been following the stock market as, as things have changed, uh, the stock market seems to be really performing well because of the vaccine. And I'm just wondering how, if, you know, there, it, it used to be, if you moved out to the country, you couldn't afford to back, get back into Toronto. Yes. But yeah. now that's different. So if you move out to the country, the country's probably, you know, price improving higher. Will that hold? I don't know, because the thing that the country doesn't have is the sports and the arts and the restaurants. And, you know, there's always going to be people who are downtown people. And one of the major things, again, for us is, you know, same as you guys at West is immigration. Our immigration has just slowed down to almost nothing. Uh, very little. I think the government is going to be making some major, major changes to help immigration because that's really, I mean, if we didn't have immigration in Canada, we would have a negative growth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because immigration really fuels both the market out in the West Coast and the market in, in the East Coast as well. So I, you know, I think when things start opening up again because of the the vaccine that we're going to see a complete change again we may see a flip back to people who are out in the country who say you know what i really miss going to the opera i really miss going to the ballet i i, I want to go to the theater i wanted to see music mm-hmm. i want to see concerts i want to see my sports yeah. and they're going to say you know hmm, maybe i want to move back to downtown toronto so we'll, we'll see because you know, you know the the presumption that we have sometimes especially in the gta is for those that are moving outwards as far as having access to the amenities of, of downtown toronto you guys you have you've got the go train you've got you've got other yeah. ways to get to town we don't have that like not even in vancouver right well you have your you have a, a great subway uh, not subway line it's a i guess it's a but not, line is excellent but not one that goes out you know to no. like chilliwack no. or or whatever no. and right. they're and they're constantly as a matter of fact under uh, 
you know, under a new uh, mayor, they've been doing a lot to improve it. They're, they just launched or started talking about another line mm-hmm. that's going to go basically on old uh, railway lines yeah. that are not very used, but it'll be, it'll be providing very easy access to the downtown from Markham, Unionville, yeah. and it'll be direct. Oh, so to, to, to get to avoid the Don Valley Parkway, that the, the parking lot. I've done that. The parking lot. Yeah, yes. we, we lovingly refer to it as the Don Valley parking lot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, yeah. what I just heard from you is, is an interesting point, and that is because uh, we're used to it, too. When you move outwards into a different market area, sometimes over time you get priced out because the yeah. in-town goes up and the out-of-town doesn't. But what you're saying, because we're seeing all this growth in the areas like Barrie, Guelph, um, yeah. Oshawa, yeah. everything's growing, right? Oh, it's growing. It's growing like crazy. Um, I guess because there is so much opportunity business-wise, job-wise. And you know what? I'm an Albertan. I'm a Westerner at heart. Mm-hmm. And I've watched in my lifetime that I've lived in Toronto, I've watched a lot of people go out to Alberta for business and for work and jobs. And then a lot of people come back. And part of the problem is that Alberta market is so based on oil and any place that's based on oil is going to be going through. So, so a lot of my friends who went out to Alberta are back and there's constantly changes, you know, it's very, uh, it's, it, it fluctuates constantly. That's that's one of the things that keeps us busy in real estate. It's always adapting. For sure. Well, listen, I want to go back to the the, the conversation yeah. about about condos, and because there there is that perception that there are empty unsold units which otherwise would have sold quickly, and there is the thought that hmm maybe maybe it's a buyer's market in the especially entry level or lower uh, the smaller condos in Toronto. Is that is that what you're seeing or you know um i have seen this change in the market i i before i think before we went down before covid went down i had one buyer who's looking to find something for half a million dollars in downtown toronto which is and hard to do just, probably right which is hard to do yeah. yeah and it was and it was multiple offers on everything yeah well finally about two months ago we finally found him something that was quite easy there was only one offer we got it you know but that would never have happened three months before or four months before, before COVID started. Uh-huh. So th- there is easy access. Uh, it, it's hard to judge how many of the brand new buildings are, are, are going to be empty. I bought in one. Mm-hmm. I have a, an apartment that will be ready in one year. Yeah. And, uh, and you would have bought this, of course, before all this went down. Oh, yeah. Four, three years ago. Okay. Three years ago. And I know that most of the people buying at that time were offshore. However, it was the location I wanted. It was the building I wanted. It was the builder I wanted. And uh, I think still the builder is very important. You know, I think that's one of the things in real estate we don't give enough credit for. I think the builder can make a huge difference. I I noticed, and that's, I'm just talking as a resale agent. I've noticed that a lot of people go for the design. They go for the look of the building. And all of that's very well and good. But if the builder's not a good builder who, who stands up for their work and who completes proper, properly, and you can resell 20, 30, 40 years from now, that's, I, that's the thing I think we need to look more at. So I, you know, the good builders, I think, are always going to do quite well. It's Even, the ones that are a little... Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. even 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 in a pandemic stricken market, uh, I hear what you're saying. The the, yeah. the the ones with the name and the reputation, right? Yeah, I, I bought from Tridel, which is a big yes. brokerage, a big builder in Toronto. They've got 80 or 90 years of experience yeah. in Toronto. And I've resold their units that, you know, that are 30 years old, 40 years old. It's yeah. always been good product. And yeah, they needed renovation, they needed refreshing, but all the basics, all the bones were there. And there was no sort of, you know, problems with, you know, things that shouldn't have been problems. Got it. Got so it. Uh, they seem to be doing very well right now. I think they're selling, I mean, they are advertising a lot more and they're offering bonuses, et cetera, et cetera, like anybody. And they're actually going offshore to sell a lot of the units. Amazing. But, Amazing. Well, hey, actually that- well. And that's a great segue too, because you were talking about the the high end, the top end of the market, um, yeah. and how that market is is far from dead. So, because there's no foreign buyers right now, which fueled that before, um, you said earlier that people with money are are just buying, right? Yeah, and and you know what? You know who's coming back to the market? Who? The the Canadians who left Canada thirty years ago. Ah, interesting. Uh, that's who I sold. That was the deal this morning. Uh, they had left 30 years ago. They wanted to come back, uh, you know, for health care, for their kids. They wanted their kids who are adult kids are all Canadian, but they just wanted, you know, they, they didn't like what they were seeing in the U.S. They were a little nervous about that. Just the, yeah. you know, the division that seems to be happening in the country and in, in the U.S. and the, the discussions. And they really wanted to be someplace not only that had health care, but had access to their parents, easy access to their parents. Yeah. And I think COVID has changed a lot of the way people look at things. So you are seeing, I mean, the, the difference with Canada, even for like we started talking about the, the, the distribution of the vaccine. When you have health care, it's not a big question to distribute the vaccine. It's uh -huh. not like they do in the States where it, it becomes a fight over, you know, the, the hospitals, the providers, the insurance companies, et cetera. Those are all things that we don't deal with in Canada. So just, and, and because of it, also because of it, we have a bit of a healthier, healthier person who lives in Canada. Canadians are healthier by about three or four years. They live longer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a place where, you know, we are going to see more and more of the, 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 I call them expats coming back to Toronto yeah. or coming back to Canada. And Hey, you know, that, that health conversation, there we go. I mean, there's something we take for granted, right? Yeah. 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 Being, being here, Richard, thank you as always for coming back. Always love uh, catching up with you and talking about what's going Tommy, on in Toronto. It's, it's a pleasure. we got to have another non-mask to mask, another <laughs> zoom to zoom, face-to-face, uh, -face, whatever. For sure. R Richard is with Sotheby's in Toronto, the Silver, Burtnick and Associates, um, past president of the Toronto Real Estate Board. Um, you were a director at large at CREA, right? Oh, my God. You, we, you got everything there. Well, I remember because I served on committees uh, with you, right? So, I know. I'm just yeah. a shy guy like you, Tony. Just well, shy. You know, you know we, we hold back. For sure. For sure. Uh, best way for people to reach you if they need to? Um, either go to our website, which is called Torontoism. Dot com uh, or our silver at Sotheby's realty.ca. Fantastic. Torontoism is a great website. Torontoism. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Richard. Uh, and to Pleasure. the rest of our, and to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.